0: Welcome to Whom, an Australian podcast focused on bringing creative names to light. At Whom, we ask the real questions. That would inform what question you would ask everyone, right? I was just
1: thinking, like, do you like
0: cheese? <laughs> we also make sure we touch on the real issues. Get away with anything if you've got enough money, enough rock. Yeah, hey, what's currency to them? How many hairs you got in your mane? One more hairs in my mane. <laughs> but one thing's for sure... Our guests promise to open up and tell you stories all about themselves that will send you on an emotional roller coaster. With weird art, music, book writing and films published around the globe, our next guest comes with some amazing stories. Please welcome Adam Plant. Without further ado, here's your hosts, Ben,
1: Siobhan and Ben. We were on your website earlier, right? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we and having a look. How's, so, is that art all yours?
2: Uh, on the Lonely lo- uh, yeah. Room one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. That's mental. I love oh, it. I like, well, no, like it.
0: It's <laughs> no, how, d- how long does it normally take to create one of those um, uh, the compilations? Um, the visual artwork side.
2: The yeah. visual artwork. I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly quick worker when it comes to visual artwork. I'm, I'm so uh i'm part of that generation where it needs to be done right now so uh you know i'm i'm straight into you know if i can just keep working on it and working on it it'll happen you know and um i lose focus so frequently on on the visual artwork side of things so i'm always just like if i can get it done within the night perfect some of them some of them are a little bit more complex but um yeah i'm i'm way into that kind of work till your eyes bleed, your hands don't work type thing. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's like a, a once a day sort of thing, um, almost, All well those uh, pictures. Yeah, well, I, 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 the, the pictures take a little while to um, put together, yeah. Um, but not, not too long. It's, it's the videos, you know. I don't know if you saw any of the videos, but they're a little bit more time-consuming and, and the music as well is always, you know, that spans
0: months. You know? Yeah, yeah the, the, the times that I actually put my head down, I'm like, all right, let's try to do this. Yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, because I was looking on the, the website and that first um, large um, you know, group of of artwork, you know, clicking through, and there was there was quite a quite a hefty number of, of pieces there. So hefty number, yeah. yeah wow, don't be I, I was, um, yeah, I was I was impressed. Oh, wow, um, I'm glad it was impressed, you know. You still let me in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're already on the way. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> not shock and horror. We, we couldn't say no to you then. Uh, it was pretty full on as well. Like, um, yeah, every piece was just completely full of content.
2: Yeah, well, I, I do like, I, I mean, I've always said to myself, like, when making an artwork, there's this difference between, uh, you know, the the standard, oh, hang this in a gallery, and it looks fine, and, you know, it's it's all very clean. But I'm, I'm so much more into, you know, it's... There's, you can keep looking at the artwork and find a new detail every time, and um, also just the savage undertone. You know, yeah. I like to laugh.
1: I like to do things like that.
0: Yeah, know? it was it was um it was very rough. <laughs> it's
1: like you yeah you're definitely not afraid of political correctness. Oh no no I think artwork
2: should have a, a strong opinion. You know and yeah I'm you know I'm a, such an opinionated person.
1: What's um I guess what got you into that. What, artwork or, or...? Like, yeah, what made you want to put all your emotions and thoughts onto paper and onto, on, on I guess, canvas? Well, I, I was doing
2: artwork and visual artwork from a very early age. Like, I, I remember when I was a, a kid, just, this, you know, totally out of my mind, and um, my parents got me to draw a reindeer at about, I must have been about four or five years old, and I drew it with uh, six legs, and, uh, you know, everybody thought I was a genius. I just couldn't count. But, um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so artwork was you know straight away from day dot almost. I was you know obsessive about artwork. Yeah, I think I think the social commentary came with uh
0: my my dying old age. You know, <laughs> as, as I get a- older, I get angrier. You know. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that there there is um a, a sort of theme to a lot of the artwork, at least in the first set that I saw. Um, you had a lot of. Um, comments written down on inside of the art and worked Mm -hmm. into it um do you ever get like writer's block with that sort of thing Ah. that you can't think of anything to put down on it or no because the the whole thing when you're when you're writing
2: just absolute nonsense sometimes i mean sometimes it is nonsense um but there's always this kind of like a thought in the back of your head you know when generating word art you know and that's how i see it you know it's it's some people just use words as a uh, it's, it's there, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a communication tool. But I think that poetry and things like that is so important. So, um, you know, I'm always trying to think of something jarring, you know, and, and a lot of the time it comes from just watching internet, you know, <laughs> I'm such a, such a indulgent internet kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So were you, I guess, um, how was I like, growing up? Were, were your parents around? Did you have that constant attention or, um, I mean, my parents were so supportive with the artwork. You know, they—they they, obviously all parents
2: have their own problems. You know, you know, if I were, I'd be weird if I didn't hate my parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but my parents were uh, wonderful in that that sense. But um, it, it, it I, I think that's hugely important too. You know, to have parents who are so—I mean, they always knew that what I was doing was an act. You know, I mean, so many people look at my artwork and expect me to rock up with, you know. A, a knife you know <laughs> screaming but uh, my parents always knew that it's all nonsense
1: yeah know. yeah well i guess you know if you if you're putting things on paper rather than actually letting that <laughs> get into you and yeah i was never sitting in the corner just <laughs> mumbling to myself constant voodoo <laughs> yeah. dolls of everyone you hate just yeah, speaking but, of dolls right we saw something. Is it to do with your stand-up act? Uh, I'm going to say this is Hardy Slurg. Yes. Hardy, Hardy Slurg. Slurg, Slurg Wammon, yeah, yeah. So how did that come about?
2: Oh, Hardy Slurg is... I think he's been with everyone forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just in everyone's
2: soul. Um, Hardy Slurg is uh, a bit of a weird story. It's, it's... I had this great idea. I don't know if it's a great idea, but I'm going to say it's a great idea. Uh, I had this great idea that maybe I could start a fake mu- musician and fool the internet with a really terrible song. And, uh, my brother was actually, he had this, this little jingle he was playing on the guitar and he wanted to write a commercial Christmas song and I was not into it. And so he's writing this Christmas song and he's trying to get me to record it. And I am just destroying the whole thing, you know, with my, um, my bullshit. But as, uh, time went on, we, we just decided to make this, this puppet that, uh, is just horrible, and, and now the puppet
1: makes appearances at my uh, my stand up show. You know, so we noticed, yeah, a lot of the other songs on your website are uh, like anywhere between thirty seconds and like two minutes.
0: Uh, the the videos. Well, the,
1: well, well, we, a uh, we were having look on your website. Yeah,
0: we were having a look at um some of uh on your website. There was like a list of your yeah, greatest hits <laughs> played live. <laughs> um. Um
2: and and see i I'm, I'm so lost with so much of the content i do sometimes <laughs> there's so
0: much of <laughs> it oh, That's all right maybe we can bring it up um but yeah a lot of them were quite uh short we couldn't listen to them mm-hmm. um unfortunately because we don't have a speaker is that sort of a a, a style you've fallen into just short punchy um uh, with the with the music yeah okay. the music um, yeah. i mean the music i always create something
2: um I mean, music has, has progressed a lot for me. You know, originally it was, you know, I taught myself music. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and as time went on, I was just like, I want to make outrageous, complex music, you know. And and as I was experimenting with that and figuring out how do I trick musicians to play this garbage, they, um, it, it just seemed like sometimes stretching a song to, you know, five minutes is, is too much for a... Uh, you know mm. the the joke or even the the point to come across. So um, I think it's just organic sometimes how how short music come comes out. But um, at the same time, you know, you got to keep the the audience invested. You know, and I think mm. you know we're we're part of a world where people lose attention so
1: quickly. You know, there's the, there's no such thing as a, a ten minute song anymore, All unfortunately. Right. That sort of annoys me, right? Because when we were growing up, um, that's when we had five minute songs, five and yeah, a half yeah. minute songs, and they were good, like nineties bangers, two thousands bangers. Absolutely. And now it's like you hear a banger now, and it's like one chorus, and then it's done. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's that's it. And I, I also think that you know, it, with pop radio, you know, and the the modern radio, it it seems like you have to conform to a certain structure to find a commercial viability. You know, it's 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 too difficult to be. You know, if you're making art, you can't be too arty with it, you know. It's it just not commercial enough, you know. And I, I love I love the, the ridiculous arty arty stuff that, you know, there's no point to it. You know, it, it doesn't need to make money. It just needs to be an expression. And um, it's it just not not happening these days. You know, you look at the 70s. Um, a radio playing in the 70s would have had such diversity. You know, country would be playing right next to rock. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't happen anymore.
1: No. It's so sad. Everything's yeah like computerized music now. It's true yeah on every radio session. like just everyone cloned you know? yeah it's, it's definitely just a there's a formula and yeah. even if there is a guitar, it's a computer integrated <laughs> guitar like it's not even someone playing a guitar anymore.
2: yeah, they're lucky we're so <laughs> stupid or we,
0: we pick it up <laughs> <laughs> Can you really he- hear the difference yeah. <laughs> um so when did you get into the uh, the whole music scene? uh you
2: know I was about fifteen. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I, I was um I was
2: at school and um you know, I I, I just I was no good at, at math and things like that. I didn't want to go to school, you know. But um they, they had music class and that seemed like as an arty person I was like, Yeah, look, I'm gonna take up music, I don't know a damn thing about it and um I just adored it, you know, and it was years worth of making digital music. I will you know, shamefully admit that there's a terrible amount of horrible video game music out there which will <laughs> never be published but uh you know as time went on I was like my god you know get a get a microphone and and experiment with voice and uh yeah but I think the big move between my music was the point where I started uh, taking genuine musicians and getting their instruments on it you know that that was the point because I love orchestral music so You're right you know uh, a couple of years ago now I, I produced a uh orchestra track I think it had 15 instruments of violins and um harps and things like that um and that was the point i was like yeah this is now genuine music so from 15 i started and i'm going to say that i wasn't i wasn't the music guy until probably <laughs> two th- uh, 23 yeah yeah, fair enough.
1: So when you say you did fifteen different instruments, so you, was that everyone there at the same time? You wrote it, you produced it. No, no. It? I, I wish I don't think anybody would be able to play it. <laughs> no, the the song in particular,
2: and I will say this a uh, wonderful little story of trying to trick musicians into playing horrible songs. But um, the, I wrote this orchestral piece, and and the whole point of it was to write something unplayable. Okay, you know, and I wanted to see if these musicians could play it, and uh, I think it's the song's called Herpes. Herpes on Marta, uh, which is herpes on Mars in Spanish, I believe. Um, And it's a beautiful song, don't get me wrong. just a stupid name. Um, But it was, I think, 27 time signature changes in under two minutes. And they're they're the complex ones. So the whole point of it was to uh, see if I can troll musicians while also making beautiful music. And, uh, well, they did it. They Uh, pulled it off. They pulled it
0: off, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. How long long did it take them to... Not too long, not, not too, too long. long. Yeah, I su- <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly short. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was pretty impressed. I was like, all right, you guys
1: are pro- above me. You Were should. you a little disappointed at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted some fire, some failure. Yeah. And is that on your website as well? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's have a listen.
0: Herpes on Mars. Herpes
1: on Mars.
2: What a catchy title! Yeah, yeah.
1: Armada. Are you sure that means on Mars? Oh, I hope so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have checked.
0: <laughs> Was that just a, a, a random thought as well with the name? Or? Uh, herpes. Well, there's two sides to it. I thought one side to
2: it is uh, we are trying to get to Mars so so quickly. You know, it's like destroy this Earth and then uh, go to Mars because you know there's no there's no hope here. Uh, but then I thought, man we are no doubt just going to take herpes to Mars. You know, (laughs) apparently everybody has herpes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a little PA announcement for everyone, but, uh, you know,
1: that's, yeah, because you get like mouth, mouth yeah, ulcers sometimes, yeah. and that's herpes. Yeah. It's just not the STD herpes. Yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. multiple
2: different types. Yeah, yeah. So I figured, you know, there's gonna be herpes on Mars. It's, we're gonna get there, and then boom. Oh, guaranteed. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, like they're not gonna STD check you before you get on the exactly. rocket. Exactly. That's, that's the, yeah. They're not mm, gonna do that. Yeah, fool's mistake. But um, <laughs> and the, the 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 other the other uh, side to it was, you know, these musicians had just played such a complex piece of music. You know, outrageously complex. And then, for me to turn around and call it herpes on Mars, I think is a kind of a cute little jab at them—not <laughs> <laughs> in a mean way, just you know, senselessness.
1: Yeah, so they—they they couldn't fuck up the track, <laughs> yeah. so you fucked up the yeah, title. Exactly. You get it. <laughs> Um, now, yeah, so a little bit we heard about you in the intro. I mean, multiple books. Let's go through. So, what 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 are your books about? Tell us a bit about them.
2: Uh, again, there, there's a huge amount of social commentary within everything I do. You know, I I love to pick on people and things and everything. I'm a, I I like to complain. <laughs> um, but with the books, there uh, the one that I personally wrote myself was called uh, "How to Make Friends Without Nicotine." um and it's a anti-self-help book so as you read it you feel worse oh um, yeah 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 i don't think it's been done before you know it's maybe the thing the world needs but um so incredibly social commentary
1: on that one yeah yeah i have to get my hands on these yeah, absolutely. i should have asked you to bring these along <laughs> damn wow <laughs> Um, Every I, episode, we'll just read a chapter yeah. from now on. This is how we're going to start the mood, huh? Set the atmosphere.
2: Complete pessimism. Bring so everybody like, down.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like, because from meeting you so far, you're a good vibe and positive vibe to hang out with so far. Oh, I fooled you. you. Yeah. And then your website, we were looking at it and we we're like, uh-oh. Hey, we're bringing this guy. A little unhinged. <laughs> yeah but so so that book so you wrote that and it's all about just you're gonna read it, and you're gonna be like well my life is shit
2: yeah yeah essentially that, yeah yeah they're,
1: they're, they're, okay. i mean not not your life
2: in particular you know i'm sure you have a fine life but um, <laughs> wasn't sitting there being like not, after, not <laughs> after reading this book <laughs> i won't <laughs> um but there there is this kind of you know it's it's a very realistic point of view you know i i think so many things are shrouded with uh a level of optimism which is only put in there for the commercial side you know it's like if it sells it'll be sad and then there'll be a triumphant ending that's like this is so happy you know i i love i love content that is just bleak not because it's sad because it's real you know and um i i definitely think that there's a perversion and pessimism that's in my artwork that's purely there because that's how real it is sometimes sometimes it's silly too but you know it's a
0: it's a a real expression of of torment. <laughs> nice. Um, let's talk about uh your. So we talked about your music, we talked about your art, um, and now we've talked about books, and you also do films mm, as well. Mm. Are we talking short films, feature films? Uh, mainly
2: short films. Yeah, yeah, I do like short films. Again, this is it needs to be consumable. Um, yeah, and and you know when you're uploading stuff to social media, which is essentially the The basis of of most publication this day um yeah you have to be consumable about it but at the same time again my you know i'd like to get stuff done like boom you know it needs to be done right now um but we are actually working on a um a group of people named rare squid um in toowoomba and myself and a wonderful assortment of actors are working on a feature film at this present moment actually called uh starship genesis yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a whole backstory about sleeping on cardboard boxes and the nightmare that brought this into existence. But uh yeah, look forward to that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, what sort of genre are we looking at? Um, that was kind of undefined. <laughs> <laughs> we we were going for sci fi, sci fi, but uh and I guess it's still sci fi, but it's moved into a very ridiculous landscape, you know, because it was originally a theater production, and uh, COVID shut the whole thing down. And we had spent four months building a spaceship, you know, this out of out, out of cardboard boxes and, and you know, alfoil and things like that. And um, by the end of it, we were like, we can't let this die. So we decided to film this outrageously ridiculous sci-fi film in a in a in a box, essentially. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, lack of uh, sleep over there, because we filmed it in about three days. So uh, lack of sleep kind of set in, and then it just took on, took into a different world of its
1: own. It's confusing. <laughs> so if you, it, have, if you have to give us, like, a 10-second verbal trailer, what would you say? God. Keep it short, remember. Attention Star, spans. <laughs>
2: Starship Genesis, your brain will bleed. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Is the yeah. herpes? Yeah, it's the herpes straight <laughs> to the brain. Yeah, <laughs> brain herpes. <laughs> a new no, it really is one of the more confusing things I've 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 worked on, and and I love it because I think, yeah, you know, com- confusion is so wonderful. Yeah, best form of communication. Hate when people make sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Logic.
2: No, yeah, no, no,
0: not in this place. So is some of it improvised? Um, what the movie?
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sleep deprived
2: um imp- improvisation so it's the best kind you know like totally out of our minds <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> stumbling around and, and attacking each other on set and being like i'll oh, film that <laughs> that'll be
0: great <laughs> so would you liken it to something like um monty python's um now for something completely different like oh. a series of skits or
1: no
2: no does it, it
0: follow oh, an overarching it sense? does follow an, an, an arch um have you ever seen anything on adult
2: swim uh, yes. I have not. Ro- like
1: robot chicken and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: it, it does have that, that surrealist, over-the-top nature about it, which is like, this is so ridiculous, you know? And um, especially when you're, you know, working on a tight budget and your whole place is built out of cardboard, it's like you're always trying to find a way to cut corners while still being interesting and still being incredibly funny because that's what we, we wanted to do with the, the first... Um, the idea of it was to be entertainment. So... um you know, when you when you have that kind of budget put on you, you're always trying to find a way to just make it work. And I think that's the best part of it, especially when you're making s- very s- silly content because you know you can do anything when you have no money, <laughs> no no money and an imagination. Yeah,
1: what you've said is you like collaborating with weirdos. Essentially, I do. is I yeah, do. yeah, and you can sort of tell from your project so far, mm. like uh, Starship Genesis. Gonna watch it, hundred oh, percent. I'm down. we are trying to bring the the movie to Brisbane, actually. Yeah, oh, when it's done. Yeah, like the short film festival type thing. Oh, well, or? this will be a feature, actually. Oh, yeah. true. <laughs> no, too,
2: too much work. So like a um, red carpet. Yeah, like yeah. It. Well, we want to set it up that way. Yeah, I'm hundred. I'm down. Oh, absolutely. We you gotta have everywhere. tickets, right? We, oh, we're going. Everybody in ball gowns.
0: It's really <laughs> very, very prestigious event. When can we? Uh, when can we look forward to that one?
2: Oh. well, I'd like to say next week, but it's not going to be next week. It's gonna be
1: probably a year. Oh yeah, (laughs) Um, that's right. That's right. I put it in your calendar. I'll keep the ball gown ironed and ready. (laughs) Uh, So I guess what's um, you're working on a few things at the moment. What would be uh, the biggest thing you'd want to announce that you're working on? Well, you know, now that I've got this this wonderful platform, I will talk
2: about a a music album I've been working on for the last seven months, Um, and that's been one of the bigger ones that have consumed my time. Yeah, um, it's it's a bizarre one because I've gone from making really ridiculous music for so long, that's shrouded in comedy and trying to be perverted and trying to just be outrageous. And my brother turns to me a little while ago, about a year ago and goes, I don't think you'd be able to make a song. If you tried, And I said, I'll I'll show you. That's a challenge. Um, So seven months later, I've got about half an hour's worth of what I'm going to call consumable content. Yeah. Yeah. So genuine songs, um, And I guess the point wasn't to be commercially accessible, um, but that's the way it's gone. So this is a very commercial album, and I'm I'm very proud of it actually because it's something I hadn't hadn't explored making something that was toned back so much that you know the the silliness wasn't part of this one. It's much more emotional. So socially acceptable. Yeah, almost, almost. almost (laughs) Have to change my image. Shave the mustache. Next time you see me, just white suits. Just shaved (laughs) hair. Very professional. Is this on Spotify? No, no, it hasn't actually been released yet. Um, So the title of the album, and this is going to be the first time it's been spoken publicly, but uh, Baby V World. Um, And again, very much more uh, emotional from a genuine point of view. You know, I always felt like a lot of my artwork wasn't an expression of myself other than my opinions. Okay. Um, And this is much more emotional, yeah. I actually tried to to cry, you know. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I cry all the time. How can you not? Okay, so we've touched on art and books and music albums. Is there anything else you haven't haven't told us that you do? Uh,
2: well, well, um, I actually am doing the the stand up thing, which I, I has been consuming a lot of my time. You know, uh, I don't know if you know much about the stand up that I do, but uh, it's it's outrageous as, as it gets, I
0: think. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Was that uh, still uh, with the puppet? Yes, yes, so yes. Yeah, and we saw some e- some images <laughs> of that. Um, and you still let me
1: in the house. I discreetly <laughs> wanted you to. I was hoping you'd bring it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You wanted to bring <laughs> the, the nonsense, but I do have some uh, shows popping up in uh, October and and uh, when did you say this was going to be released? 25th September. Okay. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, um,
1: <laughs> we'll come back at that. So. <laughs> You've got comedy shows coming up. Mm. Whereabouts? They're
2: happening at the uh, grand on Stanley October 14th and October 21st. Yeah, In o'clock. Wool and Gabber. Yeah yeah, yeah
1: Will and Gabba, yeah, I used to live right across the road. Oh, there. Wow, yeah, yeah, wow yeah it's
2: amazing. yeah yeah no I'm very excited about it because you know the stand-up comedy that I do is uh, you know I play the villain. you know that's the whole point that is that I'm at the way I've always seen the stand-up comic character that I play. Um, which is very similar to the character I play online is I'm a reflection of the internet you know it's like I watch the internet I'm such an indulgent in- internet person but watching it you're like this is crazy you know all these people are so entitled and angry and, and out of their mind and um I've just kind of form formulated this this kang uh, this this character who's who's it's like he looks human but he's not human you know he's so out of his mind um so the point of the the stand up comedy is to just be as terrible as possible, and that's that's kind of the joke, you know. Um, and I love it. I, I I think everybody needs to get up on stage sometimes and just yell a bunch of offensive nonsense. You know, it's very, <laughs> it's very, very uh, good for you.
0: Is Hardy the other
2: side of the coin, or is he uh, mm. an accomplice? Yeah, he does. He does turn up. He does turn up. He doesn't do a lot, but he does. He's there, you know. He's he's in the corner <laughs> making sure everybody's behaving and and you know got their pants on. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, 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 do bring him on stage, and a few times I have performed without Hardy Slog, but it's just not the same, you know. You gotta have your, your buddy, you know.
1: Yeah, is <laughs> I, he, is he the balance though? It, oh yeah. He brings you back to the light oh, side true, of the world. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're like yin and yang, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, what, what voice does he make? Mm, it's very baritone. Yeah. Very Barry White. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna yeah. give us a demo?
2: Oh no, I oh, Well, no, I can't do it. You know, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: you'll have to ask him he's not here i guess how long did it take you to to sort of learn ventriloquism like um, oh is it difficult like trying to get you out in the
2: right spot well you know i i i I, i'm just perfect at everything you know so (laughs) it was so
1: easy for me i just walked in there picked (laughs) it up yeah i'm brilliant (laughs) i'm keen to come see that so you said 14th Mm, mm. 14th of october
2: Yeah, 14th and uh, 21st, two shows, and and I've got a uh, wonderful comic who's opening for me, Alex Hughes. And uh, yeah, no, it should be an uh, incredibly uh, abrasive time. It would be funny, but it'll be abrasive.
1: 21st of October sounds good, because 14th, I'm running my show. Um, So we're running a spin-off of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, so we've we've got four performers, and um, yeah, R-rated show, R18, No Holds Barred, Don't Come If You're Offended. Nice, very nice. Yeah. where's that happening? Uh, one, one studio, Studio One. Oh, Yerun really? Pilly. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's for Fringe Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's wonderful, you know. And, oh,
2: that's that's really cool. That's really excellent.
1: So tickets for your show, 14th, 21st of October.
2: Where can we find tickets? Uh, tickets can be found on the Fringe, the Brisbane Fringe website, or uh, in my Instagram. Um, pretty much anywhere that I am, I'm, I'm trying to shill, shill that stuff.
1: And what's the show called?
2: It's called Exceptionally Mediocre Stand-Up. With Adam Plant and Hardy Slug, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't want to sell anybody. Uh,
1: you know, well, which, you're being honest. Yeah, I'll be very honest. <laughs> It'll be so mediocre. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's good. I didn't know you were in Brisbane French. So that's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. excited about it. I, again, I only
2: moved to Brisbane about a year and a half ago, so this whole you know world is is stunning to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: Where were you before? Uh, I was in a little cowboy town uh, about an hour outside of Cairns called Atherton, which uh, I don't think anybody lives in Atherton, but I did. And, uh, yeah, it's a large retirement village. Beautiful, beautiful place. I'm going to throw some shade, but I will say it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, But, you know, the the arts culture in in Atherton, Cairns, really does or is limited um, by certain certain cultural things and, you know, just the – the amount of people that are there. So, um, you know, Brisbane, Brisbane is wonderful. You know, there's so much eccentricity in Brisbane, which I love.
0: You know. mm.
1: So I guess growing up the way you did with um, your personality and whatnot, was it difficult there in that town?
2: Yeah, I I, I would say it was yeah. um, because, you know, it's, it was a conservative township and I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of artists are weird, you know. I mean, we, and that's a good thing, be weird, be authentically weird. But, um, you know, it's difficult when the the... The township doesn't support that, you know, yeah. and it's it's like, what are your options? Get a day job or, or, be weird and struggle in a in a place that doesn't really have the the foundation for you. So um, I, I do genuinely think that big cities are wonderful for artists, but they're stressful, you know, they're, yeah. they're different. Even even now, you know, I've lived my whole life in a country town, and coming to Brisbane, the the change of it is such a shock, you know.
1: We're openly diverse, which is good. We've mm-hmm. got so many but it's negative in the way that there's also so many people trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many different shows, so many people trying to all make it in this really narrow industry of of actual success. Hmm. So it's just hard to break open. But you've come in at something a lot different to what others do. Because a lot of people aren't... Sorry. A lot of people aren't, I guess they're afraid to be not socially acceptable. They're afraid to step out of people's usual comfort zone of what they listen to, what they go to. And we need more of that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing, you know, way back when, you know, you look at the the 60s and the artists in the 60s and I, I always related to musicians because they have such a strong image. You know, a lot of artists don't have a strong image, but musicians have to. And you look at the 60s and the 70s and it was like every record label wanted everyone to be separate. They wanted to sell separate packages um, today, we, we, we just want the exact same thing recreated slightly different. Um, but I, I genuinely still think that if you want to make an impact, you need to be different. You need to stand out. You need to find something that no one else is doing. And I don't think that there's, you know, there, there is room for multiple versions of the same thing, you know. Nobody is truly original today, but, um, you know, you can try to, you know, take inspirations, you know, take a little bit over here, take a little bit over there, and you've got a new, new piece of, of, of content, you know. So I, I definitely think people when it comes to competition within a artistic society, I don't think that it should be there. You know? I think if everybody helped each other we'd all win.
0: Yeah. You know? I agree. Uh perhaps in the meantime we can uh chat a little about the uh um the cherry on top on your website uh modeling. Ooh.
2: Ooh, yeah. you found the modelling page. Yeah, <laughs> we,
0: we scrolled all the way down. We, we dug deep and we found some model shots. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there was one in there that was uh, quite impactful. Um, it was, it appeared to be you stark naked in a shower with a prosthetic something, rather, yeah, hanging I want,
2: down. And I wanted that to be the Christmas card, but my mum wouldn't let it happen, so uh, you know, I guess the family misses out on that one. But, um, and, and the goat's head? <laughs> yeah, the goat's head. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I feel like I should need. I should bring some context to that pitch now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's get some backstory yeah, going. Yeah, for backstory.
2: Um, so I was filming a music video with the uh, the wonderful Rare Squid team in in Toowoomba, and um, during that that event, because Rare Squid uh, makes makes these music videos, um, and for some reason they've decided to uh, put me in every single one of their their uh, their music videos, you know, I'm like the conceptual glue that holds it all together. You know, um, the Rare Squid guys put me in in every one of their uh their short films or their their music videos, and through that, I was working with them one night, and they had a uh 3D camera. Is it 3D VR camera? Sorry, the the VR camera. Um, and we were like, wow, we've got this VR camera. We should film one of uh, a music video for Adam's music, and we kind of related it to the, the other musical video we were filming at that direct moment. You know, we were, f- we were filming somebody else's music video, but we were also filming my one at the same time with a, a VR headset. And um, it just, we started filming it around about 6 o'clock at night, and then by about 2 in the morning, I was completely naked in a bathtub with ice and a bunch of, uh, yeah, my, my friend Patty, who the, the rare squid guy, had a bunch of goat heads. Um, a bunch of goat heads that uh, he was trying to taxidermy. And uh, he was—he said, get them in here. <laughs> Bring so, in the heads. Yeah, so about 3 o'clock in the morning, we're all very cold, half naked, and um, somebody said, quickly, take a photo. And I thought, wow, if that's ever been a modelling uh, pin-up, playboy <laughs> pin-up,
1: here I come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick that on a
0: calendar. Let's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. go. No.
1: Yeah, the fact that you also just you're like, yeah, this will go on my website. Yeah. No worries. And to- Toowoomba is just so cold. Yeah, unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, been up a few times because our event our business has run a few corporate events up there, and it's just ridiculous at night.
3: Like, it tr- truly is, yeah. yeah. Even
1: yeah. when you're inside with a heater on, it's still cold. Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I slept up there one day, and I, I, I swear, I thought they were going to just find me the next day, just just kill yeah. <laughs> me. Adam, you in there? <laughs> Throw him out.
1: We ask every comedian this um, that we've had on the show so far: what would be your go-to joke? Like, what is the joke that? If you run out of things to say, what's that joke you you go to? I will
2: literally just attack the audience
1: until yeah? I remember
2: what I was meant to be doing there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's there needs to be I I think when you get stalled and you can't think of a joke like you you have like a handful of little quips that you will just throw at them, but I think at those moments I just love to involve the audience to the point where it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know if that really answers your question, but... Uh, I mean, it sort of does. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll take that as an answer, yeah. Because
1: yeah. that's that is, I've noticed a few comedians do that. They're just like, yeah, you like you look like this. Or so they'll just <laughs> randomly insult someone from the audience. I
2: think the best one to do is uh, invite an audience member up and just have them sit there. You know, yeah. Ask for audience participation, but they don't do anything. Yeah, That's just excellent. <laughs>
0: so they're sitting there, like, just, just awkwardly expecting <laughs> to be involved. And you just run the show. Just, don't even acknowledge them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With we, a little bit of fear
2: we, in their hearts. Like, <laughs> am absolutely. I going to have to do something? Yeah, every now soon, and then you, you raise one person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had, well, our second guest, Callum Johnson, he ran a show that was all about push, not pushing a button. Okay. So it was no verbal, no nothing. And all he'd do is sit on the stage for 10 minutes. And the only thing in front of him would be a button. Button. And every now and then he'd just slightly move <laughs> just to involve the whole audience to be like, he's going to push it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And then, of course, he pushed the button and the world exploded. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's brilliant. I, I once saw
2: a poetry reading and it was brilliant because every all you know, poetry is such a dangerous thing. Some people get up there and, and they just speak such cosmic dribble. And I I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm It's an eye. I... I, I try to stick away from that stuff but one, one guy got up on stage and he just over and over again for about five minutes kept saying I hate repetition I hate repetition I hate repetition <laughs> oh god <laughs> I could have died at that moment it was the best thing he's not wrong though <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. really everybody hated repetition yeah. I
1: hate myself <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy who got up at karaoke and he sung um, tequila. tequila yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's my yeah. go-to whenever we do karaoke <laughs> oh, now, oh tequila. God. It's one <laughs> word,
0: like, seven times over the course of two or three minutes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then, like, you have to mistime it every oh, few yeah, times you absolutely. say it just to break people. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so you're big. So the main part of the comedy on the 14th and the 21st of October is going to be... You and yeah, so the two of you together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you do any solo routines, or like I, you said, it yeah, yeah, the same.
2: I did try uh, very recently with a with a group called Words by the Window on the Gold Coast. Uh, they wanted me to read poetry, um, and I guess speak at them. And uh, I, I tried to approach that with a, a far different uh, uh, atmosphere. I thought, look, I'll try to be the good guy. I'll rock up to this poetry reading and I thought, well what's the, the least appropriate thing I can wear? So I uh I wore cowboy boots and leather overalls to a poetry <laughs> reading, which looking back was not the correct decision. You know <laughs> 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 it was very confronting for these these older folks who, who rocked up to to listen to poetry. But um no, that was that was a different experience. And I really do think as an artist you should put yourself in those those positions to explore whether or not you can do it or if you enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And so Playing the good guy—I don't know if it was for me on stage, <laughs> but it was definitely interesting. Yeah. You get, well, you've tried a lot
1: of things, hey? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Done pretty much everything under the sun. Well, so you got to try, you know, and then yeah. fail
2: spectacularly, and then say <laughs> you did a good job. What's uh, What's your biggest failure then? Biggest failure. I mean. I'm one of those people who will try to make it work to the point. I mean, honestly, Starship Genesis, the the film probably should have failed, but we said no. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna sleep on boxes for four months, and um, so the, I I do think that anything that you make, even if it's failing, some aspect of it can be salvaged and repurposed. You know, there's been multiple times where I've made an album and it just wasn't happening. You know, I remember a little while ago I was recording an album and it seemed. Like it was going well, but it just fell apart. But some of the songs on that will, you know, will appear on the 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 upcoming album. So it's it's one of those things, you know. It's like if you if something just doesn't work, take the parts that did, you know. Yeah, repurpose. um, Yeah, Yeah. it's it's interesting. You're doing this this show on the um studio one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with fringe, I guess because of all the venues Mm -hmm. that offered. Yeah. Studio One was sort of the one that wasn't going to charge us a lot. Yeah. And Stanley, we looked at the grand, um, but it wasn't going to sit enough. People. Yeah, it is a small venue. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we wanted about 50 to 60 people at mm. each show um, just to sort of be able to pay five people. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of theatre companies will be like, yes, you get exposure. Mm. We'll pay you an exposure. Yes, we'll make five grand for ourselves, but you'll get exposure. Yeah. Whereas we're like, we don't need to make, we just need to make the money back we spend on profit, uh, on the marketing, yeah. and on the yeah. venue, and then everyone can get the rest split. So yeah, no, that sounds perfectly We've reasonable. always been big, big advocates for actors getting paid. Speaking of which, Ben was in our last show, Ooh. and he still refuses to invoice us to get paid for Oh, it. you sound like me. That's exactly That's what I do. <laughs> we've got money just sitting there, yeah. and we've asked his partner, Taz. We're like, Taz, just invoice us for him. But it just hasn't happened. So I, um, I,
0: I just keep forgetting to set up an ABN. Oh yeah, I'm thinking
1: of just printing it, like getting it all in five dollar bills <laughs> yeah, and just hiding just, it all around <laughs> his house. Just
0: give me cash. <laughs> yeah,
3: you
1: have one hundred five dollar bills hidden throughout your house. Good luck, drug money. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no Get no. like a little briefcase with five $100 <laughs> notes in it. Open it up <laughs> yeah, It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> like pulp fiction kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Illuminating light. Like we're trying to pay our actors <laughs> and they don't
1: even want to be paid. They're just happy with the exposure pay. Oh, the exposure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, nice. I get, um, what's your, I guess, worst experience when it comes to uh, Exposure. Exposure and what in, in what way? And like I guess exposure uh, being promised, exposure being thrown into a situation with exposure where you sort of didn't expect it.
2: Oh, oh, where the spotlight gets dropped on you. Oh, yeah, God. you know, it's I don't know actually. That's a, that's a good question. I never really thought of that because any time that
1: right now, <laughs> <laughs> wait, we're on. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know,
2: I, I I genuinely I genuinely whenever that happens, it's like. I'm very good at ranting about nonsense, you know? So it's like, yeah. quick, talk a bunch of crap, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, but I, I, do, I mean, back in school maybe. Yeah. That, that was the worst time though. You know, that's, that's less about exposure and just
0: general, like school sucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, now you did uh, mention here um, that you have uh, a special ability. Oh. Hood. What did um, I write? <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you're very good at meeting celebrities and accidentally making them uncomfortable. Mm. I'm already not believing the accidental part. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say it's accidental. They think it's accidental. No, I love, I
2: love meeting celebrities. Um, just anybody who has made an impression on me, I just want to, just want to see how they are behind the camera. You know, there's, there's something deep inside me that says like you know because I play a character on stage as well and I see these people and I'm always drawn to the characters within stand up comedy or film or music and I've always just been so drawn to find out something about them when the world isn't got their eyes on them and I love it and you know as a fanboy of these people because I do have a genuinely emotional connection you know you rock up and uh it's so difficult not to just be like oh my god you're the you're the person that I saw on the TV You know, so, um, you know, you do make them terribly uncomfortable and I love it. I walk out the other side and I'm like, wow, that was horrible. That was truly (laughs) uncomfortable, you know, but, um, yeah, no, I've, I've met some wonderful, wonderful celebrities. Um, uh, I think the most lovely one, do you know who Rodney Roode is? Like the wrestler? No, no 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 Rodney Roode was an Australian comedian who was just so vulgar like it rings a bell unbelievably vulgar you know yep. and and I had this kind of juvenile obsession with Rodney Roode just purely because I was 12 years old and here's this guy saying just the most outrageous stuff you know really outrageous crossing the line and um my, I it took me years to finally track him down and meet him and uh, just the most exceptionally lovely guy in fact he made me feel awkward because I was expecting this rowdy human <laughs> and just a lovely old man, yeah. I like that. <laughs> so it's all a character. It really is, and a lot of the time it is. I don't think I've met one celebrity who's just been like, the person, you know. Which mm. it makes sense. You can't be that person all the time. It'd kill you. Yeah, and okay. a lot of them did die. You know,
1: like I've met, I've met a few. Like I have met Chris Hemsworth. I've met a few other guys just randomly yeah, when we we're in Byron, just randomly, just yeah, that's eating. Interesting. Hey, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and then walk off. I've never been one to. Like that's why I sort of started this as well with Ben because I'm like, I want to learn something about them that we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like So, of course, this is the starting stone to sort of work up to you know, those big names that will soon be obsolete because you guys will be coming up and you guys will be coming those big names. But it's, yeah, I want to learn something that no one knows. Yeah, it's true. Um, and we have the option for people to come on this show and not have their identity revealed if mm. they do want to reveal a certain part that they don't want the public knowings associated with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, that's yeah. what I like. I'll never meet a celebrity and be like, oh my God, I love you. I'll be <laughs> like, what'd you eat for breakfast? Like, <laughs> Who are, you? are you allergic to moths? Like, <laughs> I think asking them just an
2: outrageous question that has nothing to do with their craft would yeah. be the way to go. Like exactly. just a math, math question. Yeah, You know. yeah, yeah. Just bring your, <laughs> bring your, your school test to them next time. Like, hey, sorry, dude, I just need some help. Need to answer my to this. Do, help. You,
0: do you prefer trains or buses? <laughs> 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 I, I, I have a, I have <laughs> a limo so, <laughs> <laughs> for my private jet. But what do you think about economy? Like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're now on with Siobhan. Say hello.
3: Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> is it still morning? Yes. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, depending on yeah, yeah. where you are and when you're listening, we're in the void right now. There's oh no yeah. Time. True. Yeah. That's right. Time is an illusion. Yeah.
3: When this gets released, it is the future.
0: Ooh. Yeah, we are. I am travellers.
3: Will we be wise by then? I'll be dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hoping?
2: Well, no, not hoping, but I, I do see that this isn't going well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this or this? Uh, just in general. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Life.
3: <laughs> Shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> hi
2: good way to start that you have to
3: live life with an no, existential absolutely. dread otherwise you can't just see the brightness mm-hmm.
2: that that small thing in the back of your head screaming like this is the end mm-hmm. you just keep running from
0: that yep. yeah yeah
3: occasionally look back just for some inspiration oh right of
0: course of course <laughs> <laughs> that's a good segue <laughs> we're talking about uh fear of change <laughs> oh, me? Okay, I'm starting this all. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me check my notes. I mean, I can ramble.
3: I think the reason mm. I was asked on is because I have a genuine fear of change mm, um, mm. in my personal life. Not big things, it's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah, really? I can have like whole circumstantial change, but if I have to move house, right. or some of the foundations you need, like family members and stuff, change.
2: Are you a routine person? No. No, you're not a routine. I
3: wish. Really? I try. What? i try to conform to some kind of routineness but i mean ultimately i think fun is in the chaos so oh absolutely
2: i i genuinely always say that like because i'm i'm such a routine person and when it comes to change i think because i'm so i have such an aversion to change Mm. you know but i i feel like it's it's so necessary to get things done you know and and with a routine because i I live my life by routine but Um, I always say like you know part of my routine is to break the routine Mm -hmm. one one instance at least you know so um but that's that's the same with change I guess you know it's it's like you just take that step in my opinion you know it's scary as all hell but um Mm -hmm. you know it's I would regret the you know not doing certain things you know um and oh my the the opportunity of change is 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 amazing you know I, I think it's it's one of the more brilliant things that somebody can do is just throw themselves into something that's just totally foreign. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Expand that comfort zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that work routine work with being an artist?
2: Poorly. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always seems like I'm running from one calendar to the next, but, you know, it's it's – I mean, a lot of people think that when you're an artist, you just – Run around doing mad things. I mean, most of it's very boring. Mm. You know? You're not
3: up in a attic ca- uh, smoking opioid all the time. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> not not only on the weekends, but you know, ooh, ooh. um, yeah, no. You you're consistently running around and and, and trying to just get paperwork done. Mm. You know, and I, I feel like my whole world is just going to end with paperwork one day. <laughs> it's just going to collapse on me. But um, y- you know, that's the routine, and you got to break it. Yeah, you, know? yep. you got to go out and, and find this uh, a way to. Even if it's not related to your career, break the routine. Yeah, you know? yeah.
3: So, how does that relate to identity for you?
2: Um, I mean, identity is a weird one because you know it's it's like I'm sitting here talking to you, and and you and you, <laughs> 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 we're all here, um, and the identity part of it is is uh, you have to put on a show. You know, that's, that's how it is that we live in this world where it's, it's all, I mean, social media, it's all fraudulent. So you start losing your identity, you know, it's, it's very scary and, and strange when the person you are online, isn't the person you are every day, but you're trying to capture that in some way, Mm. you know, and, and I'm lucky because I play such an outrageous character online. That's the, uh, the identity. Um, And then, but you, it's a joke. It's an act. And then you go into a social event and people know you from that side of things, and they're expecting you to just be totally in a different world and um you, know, you disappoint them
3: <laughs> I think the like an acting term you know that we learned was about with the you know they talk about masks, but mm. the mm. masks you provide for different people oh, and yeah. the only person that ever sees your mask in completion is you oh yeah, yeah. everyone else sees a glimmer of it
2: yeah no well, you're never going to be fully yourself, I think unless you're alone. Mm. That's the total freedom is is when you have no one to impress. You're just with yourself. And if you're strong enough you're gonna accept your limitations and your strengths. And I think it's yeah, when you're when you're alone you can be fully yourself. But around social places, I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong to match people's energies, you Mm. know? Mm. Um and it's sometimes it's appropriate. Sometimes you you should just walk in there and be yourself, you know, completely unhinged whatever you want to say and Know, they they throw you out of the, the deal with it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they say you need to leave the premises. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds like a good time though, definitely. Mm.
2: But I, I often I, I do think identity is such a important thing within um just establishing it for a, a, to live a purposeful life. You know, everybody should should find a way to live authentically. Mm. You know, and I'm such a strong believer of you know if you want to do something if you want to and it does relate to change if you want to go out and be an artist do it you know what's the only thing that's stopping you is is someone else's identity essentially it happens so often where it's like oh well you know my brother's got the white picket fence and and the the two stupid kids maybe I should do that too mm. um and you know maybe that's not for you maybe you just need to take the plunge and say you know what i'm going to do this total nightmare chaos thing instead, and um, you know, just live authentically. Yeah,
3: makes me think of Jim Carrey because I remember reading an interview with one of his partners who was the the largest foundation for the reason she left was because he didn't match mm. the comedic, energetic personality consistently that she thought he was. And yeah, b- and he's quite a subverted. Yeah, yeah, not so much relaxed, but introspective person
2: oh yeah 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 he's a fascinating character Mm. actually yeah
3: (laughs) that's one to bring up (laughs) yeah yeah but
2: um no i agree and i I, you can't be that character all the time it it would kill you Mm. you (coughs) you look at rock stars who who try to be the character all the time they die at 27 Yep. you know it's it's too dangerous to be that that eccentric wild card but i if it's a part of your personality you know embrace it yeah use it use it perfectly you know if i i often think again i get on stage and i i yell at people you know i'm not an angry guy but i love it you (laughs) know i think (laughs) it's better than therapy
3: (laughs) (laughs) seeing the reactions
2: (laughs) i think it's just cathartic
3: (laughs) um so you mentioned about like personal identity with the transition from country life to city life how does that how did that affect you
2: oh um um, i'm amazing in the worst way yeah (laughs) no it was it was brilliant but there is this you know i remember first getting to the city and driving a car i had never driven a car in the city Mm -hmm. i was just terrified you know um and it was just that all those small things of of country life no longer exist you know there's trains outside now and you can't see the stars in the sky you know it's it's those little things where you're like wow but you do adapt you know and find wonderful aspects and even thriving and you know i love the chaos now i love walking down the street and just having horns honk at me you know i felt it was a a, maybe off topic but i remember the the first time i truly felt comfortable in the city was i was driving and beforehand somebody might have honked me and i would have been like i'm sorry don't don't tell mom and i remember somebody honked me and i said you know come on move type of thing you know and um I feel oh.
3: like it was more aggressive than that
2: oh it was terribly more aggressive <laughs> i was trying to be i was trying to be cute then <laughs> <laughs> um but you know th- th- that was the point i was like oh wow well, i must be a local yeah yeah mm-hmm. but um it's it's those moments where you kind of realize that the the city does affect you and um i think it's a good thing it can be a terrible thing mm-hmm. but but um depends on where you want to live you know right
0: Road Rage Unlocked, you are now. Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) this.
3: Yeah. Metal at Mm. at go. We actually were having a discussion about this a few days ago about um, barefoot because I grew up in a beach town where walking through the shopping complex barefoot was a normality. Like anyone who wore shoes was posh. (laughs) And then moving to Brisbane, you know, it's a bit more frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Things are a little dirtier. And it took me a good year before I had to consciously switch my brain to remember to take shoes when I went to the grocery shop grocery shop so i do understand like those yeah yeah the things that aren't the things you consider as life adjustments are be- very profound in the moment oh
2: absolutely even even the fact that yeah when you learn that shoes exist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i get it i get it and i can relate to the story because again atherton is uh, less shoes than than people so yep. yeah yeah I, I definitely relate to that but it, it's true it's um you know it, those those smaller things are the ones that hit you uh, the bigger the bigger picture, you know, you're in a different situation, a different lifestyle, but it's, it is definitely the the smaller aspect. The, how the water taste was the one that got me. You know, I remember drinking oh, yeah. water in Brisbane and being like, "This isn't the country water I know. <laughs> there's no mud in it." <laughs> yeah.
3: I think you have an advantage coming from a country too, because well, the country, because you like, there's a simplistic mindset in it. There's not the chaos. So once you acclimatize to the city, you can kind of resort to that the comfort of the simpleness inside your mind if that makes any sense like i i never had to contend like you said with public transport with lots of cars with lots of traffic so going into a city environment with all of that eventually i learned to come back to that peacefulness in my mind of it doesn't matter if there's a thousand people on the street i'm just going to do my thing doesn't matter how much noise there is so finding that comfortability yeah yeah. i think we have an advantage oh absolutely i
2: i do think like whenever you change situations, like a really drastic change, there is a novelty about it as well, you know. And I, I, I mean, even for me, I've been here a year and a half and, you know, the novelty still hasn't worn off. You mm-hmm. know, I still I still walk down the street and it's like, oh, wow, well, lights and cars and this is so cool. Um, but, you know, it's, it, you do still have, at least for myself, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to survive in the city if I didn't have that that uh, ability to go back home to the country. Yeah. You, know? you, you, you
1: need that that outlet. Yep.
2: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> All right, so for those of you listening to the podcast, we of course did our audition segment, uh, which you'll we'll have to look at on our Instagram and Facebook page because it's definitely one of my favorite auditions so far. so thank you so much for drawing that for us. Hey, thank you and uh a spot question: what is the title of that art piece that you've oh. just drawn for us today? It's called "I Love Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and I really do
2: we we're we're, uh, we're married. <laughs> Married Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. She doesn't know about it. It's a very secret wedding. What's the outro? <laughs> 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 all,
0: all at once we cry. <laughs>
1: yeah. What? That? Where's that from? The goodbye song? <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. Oh, yeah. Put a smile on your <laughs> what was that? That's yeah. from like Blue's Clues <laughs> Goodbye, isn't it? Was the you I'm a great singer. Uh, but now that you've spoken, we need to redo it because you're in the background. So, <laughs> shut your mouth. Well, I think you've got this, man. Me,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, no. Lead us out, singer. Lead us out. I, I'm not the singer here. We've got a singer here to lead us out. Oh, Actually, know. there there is that.
0: <laughs> I am not a singer.
1: Yeah, so we had a singer on here, and he made Ben do like the, what's the five chords scale. up and down scales. Did. He did
0: a
2: scale. He did a scale. What with you with your vocals? I did stuff.
1: Damn, he played the uh, yeah the five piano keys up and down, and he sang really well. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. just, I
0: just can't do it without uh, professional help. I can't live without professional I, I we'll help. Book, so. We'll book you a, uh, a spot at the Tivoli.
2: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, no preparation. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'll just cows. sit there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this, one, this one takes me back. <laughs> All right, this so is I, how I felt when I got this job.
1: So, yeah, we've had f- two others sing us a Whom song as like their goodbye. So if you had to do it as something you don't understand, so already I know you don't understand slam poetry. So the song of Whom in slam poetry, how would you do that? The song of Hume. Hume. Whom.
2: What, what is this? I'm so...
1: What podcast are you on today, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, The yeah. podcast is called Whom.
2: No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I've renamed it. What is this what yeah. okay, what's our podcast name now? Uh I'm thinking I'm thinking uh a combination of everyone's name. Yeah. Ben and Ben. Bab. <laughs> Bab is we're what we'll look at. Now. Bab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ben to the power of too. <laughs> yeah. Four bends in a room. Um how would I sing the song
1: of whom? In slam poetry. Oh. Man, you're making it real difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slam poetry. God, I, I don't. What even... is slam poetry? Yeah, well, that's that's the first thing we. Have I'm to pretty think. sure that's just yelling random words. Uh,
2: I came here. I drew a thing on a board. The people were nice.
1: I'm gonna go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Words. Whom? <laughs> random. Cameras. Cameras. Two posts. Two posts. I just
2: think it should have been just general words. I should have had a dictionary. That's what slanted yeah. does. it is. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like
1: IMDb, social, don't want. Mm, mm, mm. Plant and plant. Yeah, yeah. plant Squared. And plant.
2: <laughs> yeah, I should have come in here with just an overwhelming <laughs>
1: amount of pop plants. I was going to be, I said to Ben earlier, I'm like, should we give him a plant
0: to say <laughs> fa- <like." Is> things? That- <laughs> Thanks for listening in. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram at whom podcast for highlights and more. See you all next week with another amazing guest.